It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. It is the Go Birds podcast. Yeah, everybody just got quiet as soon as you do that. Right here in uh, in Westchester. Honestly, it's worth coming to these one of these events just to hear Barger do that and see the reaction. Yes, of everyone around. It is everyone's like it's not Philadelphia. People are like, what is happening right now? That's great. Uh, thanks again, obviously, to the uh, folks over at Bud Light who are not only supplying the drinks, but they might be supplying some of the takes. As it's been a, it's been a long day. So, I, you know, like, what are we waiting for? Let's get cracking here, fellas. As, All right, let's uh, welcome on in to everybody that's uh, on Periscope. Thank you for tuning in, and of course. Uh, everyone on the podcast, the five-star reviews do go a long way, whether you're on Stitcher or uh, ApplePodsRadio.com, Google Play, Spotify, all of it. John Barger, James Seltzer, Elliot Shore, Parks, as we have got, we've got some Vikings action. We're going back to the scene of the crime in 2017. They came here and, uh, you know, said, hey, don't forget about us and all that. And Eagles really shot themselves in the foot a lot with turnovers and things last year. But, fellas, this year I, I, uh, I've looked at a lot of Vikings tape. I I've seen Kirk Cousins. Everybody seems to be scared of him. They keep throwing out this, oh, he's five and three against the Eagles type of crap. Listen, Kirk Cousins is still the same guy. Still the exact same guy that uh, I mean he's eighty four million dollars richer. Excuse me, Kirk Coupons. My mistake. Uh, because the caviar has soiled and he is listen. He's not bad, but he's not good either. And and if you're trying to ramp yourself up this week and feeling like. Oh, I don't know. It's Minnesota, and oh, look what look what he did against the Giants with the cleanest pocket I've ever seen in my life, throwing 300 yards to Adam Thielen, who definitely hates him. Stephon Diggs hates him too. I, I love this matchup. I'm not scared, and I, I'm so not scared that I think they're going to blow him out. I, I, I think this is a hello, uh, we are back. This is all, all your hopes and dreams are, uh, you know, just kind of, just kind of back in the, in the forefront here. I, I love this matchup for not only that reason, but I think the the Eagles defensive line gets to him too. And I, I don't know why. I just feel I feel really good. No, I do know why. What am I talking about? I know exactly why. Because this this offensive line is not that good, and Kirk Cousins is not that good. So I I, I think the Eagles are going to demolish him. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't disagree with you more. Oh, shocking. Yeah. What else is new? Well, I'm like, so Kirk, shocked. Kirk Cousins uh, beat the Eagles last year. So this whole idea that they, they can't lose to Kirk Cousins is silly. Kirk Cousins has I didn't a say they couldn't lose. Kirk, Kirk, hold just... on. Kirk, Kirk Cousins has a quarterback rating of over 100 in his career. I know you don't. I like QB win-loss record, but even take that aside. Mm. 
He has a QB rating of over 100 versus Eagles in his career. He has a higher quarterback rating in his career than Carson Wentz does. So this idea that, like, Carson, I mean, uh, Kirk Cousins can throw the Vikings to a victory on Sunday, especially against this Eagles defense. I know you said if they don't have a clean pocket. The Eagles have only given one quarterback not a clean pocket this year, and that was last year against the Jets. Aaron Rodgers had a clean pocket. Matt Ryan had a clean pocket. Matthew Stafford had a clean pocket. Now, the Vikings offensive line isn't as bad as the Jets, but it's it's pretty bad. Like, it's, it's very bad. So there's a chance. But if Kirk Cousins has any time at all, then he will. I mean, like, they will lose to the Vikings. Kirk, Kirk Cousins blows. He just blows. Thank like you, James. He is not a – look, I get what you're saying, and, and I'm not saying they can't lose to Kirk Cousins, but I think the Eagles are just a better football team than the Vikings. I'm not sure I think they have a better that. head coach, which I feel very strongly about going into this matchup. I think Doug gets a, a big advantage over Zimmer. And I'm sorry. Like, comparing Kirk Cousins to Carson Wentz is like heresy. It's Why? an outrageous – Carson Wentz is light years better than, than Kirk Cousins. He has yeah, displayed true. a skill set that Kirk Cousins couldn't even dream of. So, and look, uh, look, Carson Wentz has – again, I think that we have not done enough and given enough credit to what Carson Wentz has done this season. It's not just about the stats. It's not about the completion percentage. It's about – the fact that he has dealt with a ton of injuries to his skill position players and has found a way to not turn the ball over, only two turnovers, both in that Atlanta game where he lost his entire team around him, only two turnovers of the season, yeah. and he has been outstanding on third down. Car Carson Wentz is doing exactly what everyone wanted him to do. They wanted him to be Nick Foles-like, manage the offense, make the smart throws. He's been doing that, and, so, and, and I think they're heading into Minnesota – I think the Eagles have the better quarterback, the better head coach. I think they're going to win. I think they have the better head coach, and I think they probably have the better quarterback. But I look, uh, dude, probably dude. Have the, they probably Stop. have the better quarterback. Okay, so if, if Kirk Cousins is so much worse than Carson Wentz, why is his quarterback rating higher than his quarterback oh, yeah, rating? Let's is a give a shit about quarterback yeah. okay, so which now. stat do you want to use then? Give the me, fact like, that Kirk Cousins just your has, eyes, not, has just not been able to beat any good teams in his career. Carson Wentz has also fact. struggled oh, against yeah, really okay, good teams. Great. He That's just fantastic. beat the Packers yeah, Kirk in Lambeau. Right. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has beaten good teams too. I'm not, look, I would take Carson Wentz over Kirk Cousins. I just think you guys are really diminishing Kirk Cousins. Like, I get that it's funny because he made all that money, and I Twitter loves to joke about it. I get that. Because he's bad. He's, he's not, not worth bad. it. He's not he's worth not $84 million. He's not good. That's why they he's make fun good. of him. He's not good. He is good. He might not. No. He is good. No, he might not be bad. He's not good. He's not a top he's 10 quarterback. He's somewhere from 18 to 22 That's or something insane. like that. That's insane. That's no, insane. it's not insane. I mean, I'd have to go through the list. Okay, maybe. maybe but he's somewhere from 18 to 22, somewhere in that range. He's fine. You can get by with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is not winning you games. Carson Wentz can win you games. I, like, it's asinine to put them in the same zone. I, I don't think it's asinine. But we're, I would take Wentz over Cousins, again, to be clear. I'm just saying, though, like, this idea that you guys have that the Eagles are just going to go in there and roll over Kirk Cousins to that offense, they have because of what they, they have should, better because, skill because, position players right yes, now. Of course with they do. Out. Of yes. course they do. Yes. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing Against with that. Against that Eagles secondary. Who's going like, to throw the ball to them? Kirk why, Cousins why, just threw over 300 why yards are his last year. Both, both Inarguably, in two of the best wide receivers in the NFL do not like him. Explain yeah, that, that to I me. I mean, then. he might be annoying. I don't know. But <laughs> oh, he's definitely <laughs> no, annoying. He, he had over 300. He had 300 yards passing last week against, against the Giants. Carson Wentz is only throwing Giants. May have the worst secondary in, in the in the NFL. All right, like aside, they're that bad. Aside from that, because we're going to go 12 rounds on this thing. Here's actually you why. love bad quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it's like your thing. You, it, it, he's a good quarterback. Like it's not an insult to say he's a good quarterback. He, I wouldn't build my team around him. He's not elite, but he's a good quarterback. Like, and, and yet, and if he's such a good quarterback, his head coach doesn't want him throwing. Well, his the head coach is a terrible head coach. Yes. I can't so, help that. so you yeah. combine those two things together when you're going to have. I don't know what Ed Stefanski and honestly Gary Kubiak. Who so Ed Stefanski? That's funny you said that yeah. because isn't it Kevin? It's Kevin. Oh, it's it his son. Everyone in the slip. media I, house I do was doing all that all week this week. All, yeah, the, all yeah. the time. But Kevin Stefanski and Gary Kubiak have yet to put together something that resembles a modern day offense. Yeah. And because you have Dalvin Cook, who is an absolute stud, and that will make or break the Eagles here. And everybody's been talking all week about you know obviously the Eagles are the number one rushing defense. In the league, and that's a great thing. But if he cuts outside of you at any point in time, it doesn't matter. So Brandon Graham, who is, I don't know, pretty good at run defending. Yeah. Same with Derek Barnett. 
uh, as long as they don't let him outside and really confuse and force Kirk Cousins to go win this football game, they're going to demolish them. Yeah, that's I'm, that's what's important here. I'm not overly concerned about uh, Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook is a top four running back in the league. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, but my old I just think the Eagles' run defense is really good. Now, let me ask you guys this, and I don't have any stats. Well, we got some. Man, we are getting some major, major. Oh, what yeah. is that in front of Did us? You guys Pause order for a this? minute. Uh, this is. I think this was just handed to us here, right? Man. Filet cheesesteak so. cheese and loaded nachos with looks like avocado. Oh, my God. Yeah, James is all over it. Look at so, that bad boy right there. Yes, sir. So you, you mentioned Dalvin Cook. Yeah. I, I think Dalvin Cook's a top three or four running back in the league. Yeah. The, but my biggest concern is Kirk Cousins this week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because no if, one has ever said okay. that in the history of the NFL. Kirk Cousins, my top okay. worry is Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I, all right. But if the Eagles don't get pressure on Kirk Cousins, then he's capable of throwing yes. for 300. Every quarterback right. so is. That's my, every quarterback well, but is. I, mm, I don't know about but every why quarterback. Do I mean, can't get, why week. do you think the Eagles can't get pressure well, when I, you I, acknowledge how horrible right. Minnesota's offensive line well, is? Well, I think that they could. And how great Jim Schwartz has been at, at finding yep. ways to create pressure. Yeah, I think, that, I think they will be able to get pressure. But my point is, if the Eagles lose this game, I think we'll be sitting here and saying they got no pass rush and Kirk Cousins in the passing game threw for a ton of yards. I would be very surprised if Dalvin Cook runs them to a victory on Sunday, is my point. Like, and when, when I look at how on Sunday postgame pod, if we're talking about how they lost this game, it'll be because of the Vikings passing game, not the running game. Uh, and that's possible, too. And, and, and listen, I... I mean, I don't know. I, I think Dalvin Cook is really good. Game, that's what I'm saying. Like they, Dalvin they Cook is, yeah. I don't going. think they win without Dalvin yeah. Cook. I know what you're saying because matchup wise, it is. It's interesting. It's really like both the strength of both offenses don't align well with the strengths of the defenses. They're you know bad matchups for yeah. each offense. It's an interesting kind of game here, and I just first of all, I don't see Minnesota abandoning the running game no matter who the matchup is. Agreed, and. I don't know, man. I think Dalvin Cook is good enough that it doesn't matter who Dude, he's facing. Dude, I think Dalvin Cook's amazing. Dalvin Cook just, is yeah. terrifying to face. But like, when, he is just, he's so fast and so quick with the cuts and the vision is amazing. I Like, I, my point is, is I think that the Eagles have as good a chance as any team to contain him. They are a great run defense, but... If you ask me, would I be shocked on Sunday afternoon? We're talking about Dalvin Cook having 150 and a touchdown. I wouldn't be shocked. No, I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was only going to say to Elliot's point. I, I don't think we'd be talking about that on a, on the post game pod if they do lose this game. I think what we'll say is kind of more to James's point, whereas it's uh, Robert Matson, who's their rookie, you know, rotation with Dalvin Cook. What, what has impressed Alexander me, Madsen. Alexander, I'm sorry, who looks good too. Uh, yeah. What what is what's been troubling to me? And what they've been really successful at is their screen game and using their running backs in the passing game and getting people to flow constantly to one side or the other with, again, misdirection, throwback screens, a lot of that. And that is what this Eagles defense has not proven yet, that they won't bite the cheese a lot of the time. Uh, play action, all of that stuff. So that's that's my issue. If you get Dalvin going, then their passing game is going to be uh, a lot more dominant, and not because it's going to set up the run or whatever. It doesn't matter. Even if it's even if it's not successful in the running game, the Eagles' defense has not figured out play action, and I don't think a lot of the league has yet either. That's my that's my biggest. Worry. I, I think this is a Jim Schwartz game. Like, yeah. like a lot of times uh, on WIP, we'll ask throughout the week: Is this a Carson game? Is this a Doug game? This to me is a Jim Schwartz game. I think. Like, uh, James, you mentioned it. He is going to have to manufacture pressure. I do think the Vikings' offensive line is not great, but again, like I think they have a chance to really get pressure on Kirk Cousins if you blitz him and those type of things. Now, John, what you said, I agree. The Eagles' defense has been very reckless in terms of misdirection stuff. You saw last week where the really the Jets' only touchdown came against where they got uh, Derek Barnett to bite really hard. So yeah, that would be a concern of mine. Yeah, I look to your point. I do think that. Um, that is an issue with the misdirections. But I do think that if saying going into a game, we need to trust Jim Schwartz, it's a Jim Schwartz game, <laughs> that gives me great confidence. Jim yeah. Schwartz has been outstanding this season. One of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. I thought you were going to make a joke there. It's no, I'm being, I'm being like, <laughs> give me, yes, good. Yeah. If it's a Jim Schwartz game, I, it, like, yeah. I feel incredibly confident with that dude at the helm right now. He is finding ways. And look, we saw it last year. I don't think he got enough credit for what he did last year. You know, Malcolm Jenkins gets a lot of credit for the simplify it thing and all that. But Jim Schwartz found a way to get by and actually become a very solid bend-don't-break defense with a three-fourths of his secondary 
as, you know, not the guys he started the season with after going through like yep. 10 guys on the way there. Schwartz has shown an ability to have his scheme cover for deficiencies in talent based on injury and whatnot. And I feel really good about Schwartz in this situation. Yeah, look, I think Schwartz has outcoached Doug since last year. Like, that's how good I think Schwartz is. I think that's fair. Been, right? I think that's so fair. I never understand any criticism, honestly, at all for Schwartz. I mean, sometimes he can struggle to adjust if things aren't going great. But overall, the defense comes to play each week. I am concerned about the Vikings defense, though. I mean, the Vikings defense is probably the best they'll face this year. Yeah. Well, not this year. Patriots. The Bears coming yeah. up. Well, and the Patriots. And, yeah. and the Bears. I mean, they, they face so <laughs> yeah, but they're really good. They and so they're far. And they're much better at home, too. Like, they're a legit great defense in Minnesota. And, James, this is what uh, me and Elliot kind of talked about on the previous pod, and I'm, I'm really curious on your take on it, too, although you say that. Doug has their number. And, 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 and I, I just – and the Doug lost to him last year the, because they shot themselves in well, their foot constantly. Shoots themselves in the foot all the time. Okay, but that's not in, in, in terms of game plan. That's okay, why I'm yeah. not really worried about scheming up against the defense. And boy, oh boy, uh, getting into that, it's still Trey Wayne's and it's still Alshon Jeffrey. And if Xavier Rhodes is not trailing him for whatever reason, that's going to be a big mistake. I think you take your shots with Alshon in this game because you know what they're going to do to Ertz on third down. You know it's the same kind of all right, we are going to stand on the first down line, come beat us type of defense. Um, I, I think this is an Alshon game. As much as it is probably going to try and, you know, I, I don't think it's an established the run game. I don't think you go to them early. I think this goes back to Carson Wentz, and I think you need to get Alshon going early, and that's where the biggest biggest plays downfield are going to be, even though the Vikings don't give up a ton of them. Yeah, I could see Rhodes shadowing Alshon. That wouldn't yep. shock me, and that makes me a little concerned about calling for an Alshon game. I actually, I think they can run the ball against Minnesota. I think that the way this offense is now, without the Deshaun threat, which I think we all agree is really change yep. the dynamic feature nature of the offense, I think they need to run the ball. I think the running the ball has been the thing that's kind of been the one constant, and I need. I think it gets this O-line going, and this O-line can compete against this Vikings D-line. We've seen it. So I do think they need to run the ball, but I agree. Ultimately, this game will come down to Wentz and the ability to, oh, look, there, Nelson Aguilar needs to step up. I mean, he's yeah, going to have opportunities. Time. Matt Collins, when called upon, is going to have to step up, and the tight ends are going to have to step up as well because – you know, Xavier Rhodes is the strength of that pass defense from a secondary standpoint, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if he covered Alshon. And Elliot, know, I'm, I'm curious about that in particular because we've seen that the Eagles have tried to use Nelson on the outside because they need that speed from somewhere. Here's the thing that I thought of. Would you just keep him in the slot as much as possible and rotate Aguilar. Goddard and, uh, and Hollins on the outside because I think that's where you can take advantage there and get him going as well? Yeah. Yeah, I would. And, I mean, look, I think part of you mentioned the speed. It's real, It's a real shame when you don't have the deep threat, but Aguilar and, and then really Deshaun, and we, we should talk about the Deshaun thing because I yeah. think that, that's oh, not definitely. great. Oh, definitely. Yes, but, we will get to um, it. I think, like, against this Vikings defense, Carson is going to have to get rid of the ball quickly, and that's where you want the speed of Aguilar where he can just, you know, quick four or five yard, get him in space, and then run. So I, I would do that. But to your point, James, I think that this Eagles offense can run the ball against any defense in the I league. I agree. So I, I think they can definitely go into Minnesota. And Philadelphia run the ball. finally gets its wish, right? For what it's worth, Jordan <laughs> Howard has had some huge games against the Vikings yeah. in his career. Yes. And I know we talk about oh, it. Yeah, every two week. former Bears. Duh. Come on. I know we they talk know, they about know this it. team well. <laughs> we talk about it every week, but I do think getting a lead this week is especially important just because of how much they will run the ball and how well they can control the clock if they need to. The yeah. Vikings. Um, and I don't think this is. To me, this is not a, a – I mean, whatever. Doug likes to control the clock anyway, so no matter what I say, he's going to try and go and do that anyway. This is attack, 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 attack. And and you need to – I know we've been saying it for five weeks, but this is this is where the season starts. There's no more – it's September. It's the preseason. Agree. In, injuries. You know what's in front of you at this point. You have to go in the first quarter. Absolutely. Yes. The Vikings have been one of the worst teams to score points in the first quarter, and you need to take advantage of that, and you can – I, you know, Jordan Howard's – I didn't even really kind of contemplate that until you said it. He's had a lot of success against the Vikings. And and maybe – and this is what's crazy. Even though that and, – and I think rightfully, because the eye test for the passing game does not look right, but the analytics for this offense as a whole, uh, if you love football outsiders as much as I do, they're all top ten in every single yep. category. Yeah. And, and so I – that's where I see the difference, but where the analytics and the eye test match back up again is Jordan Howard. He's top five in every category, and basically all the wins over replacement type of stats that you would see for football. 
Um, I think that's a, that's a really good so point. Me, me and John talked about this on the last pod. I wanted to get your take, James, and I'm sure the Gobert listeners obviously want your take. Like, don't you think something just looks off with the passing game? Do you agree with that? Why do you think that is? What do you think is going on? With yeah, well, at, when we did the post game, I said it then. I just mentioned it now. I really think that, and it's Deshaun in this case, but the lack of a deep threat has just completely confined the offense. I think what we saw, and I was actually really impressed with Wentz's ability in the Jets game to fit balls into tight spots. I mean, the receivers were really well covered. They didn't have any threat downfield, and it was a lot of the short slants and stuff like that where Wentz was like really fitting him into tight spots. Yeah. And I, I was impressed with the accuracy, some nice catches in there, but I think that just that lack of the deep threat has really confined them. It's made them a 20-yard offense where you're not really worried about anyone going past you so you can really control the, the field position that way in terms of, like, no deep threat. It, I think that, I honestly think that's what's missing. I do think they're definitely missing Deshaun. And, man, all the reports that come out about Deshaun are it's not, not promising. It's like, not great. He's going to try to play through pain. Even if he comes back against the Cowboys, he won't be 100%. I think Tim McManus of ESPN even wrote that he's going to be playing through pain the rest of the year. Yeah. Like, and then uh, the pro football doc, the guy from San Diego, what's David his name? David Chow. David yep. Chow said on Twitter today that – Dr. Based, David doc, Chow. Put yeah, some respect on yeah. that name. <laughs> said today that based off of what he's read about Deshaun and based off the videos he's seen, that Deshaun needs surgery. He's just not getting it. So it's going to be a week-by-week thing where you know he could come out against the Cowboys and put up eight for 154 and two touchdowns like he did against Washington, and then the next week he could not feel well and be out. So yeah. Not great for a 32-year-old. No. And this is one criticism I'll have of Howie. And I guess Doug to a certain extent, but more so Howie. If your offense is going to be so predicated on having a deep deep threat, and I know you can't have two Deshauns on the roster, but there's not even like a solid backup deep threat. Like no one else on this roster right. has speed. Aguilar's shown he can't play on the outside. Just so that, wait, Robbie Anderson will be here shortly. That's, uh-huh. that's the, I, I think that's going to happen. I mean, that's a, that's a cheap. That's been rumored for a long time. They targeted him last year. I, I think that will happen. What will cons- he be cheap? You think? Uh, yeah, a cheapish. You know, I mean, I he sounded like tender, so it's like, yeah, really? it's going to be around there. I would have thought well, they forward. offered a second last year. Well, or no, was yeah. it a third last year? Third last no, year. I think second. it's going to be around the same price. You know, we'll see how Joe and Howie kind of negotiate this thing here, but I, I think that's going to happen. But the thing that's weird to me, and maybe somebody can explain this, uh, one, uh, Dr. David Chow clarified that it's always up to a player whether or not he wants to have surgery. Now, the recovery time, in his opinion, would have been six to eight weeks. For the surgery. For the surgery. Yeah, so at this point, and why don't you just build, do it immediately? And build up and then, like, yeah, if you're, why, why play through pain now when this when this team's going to need you? And it's probably right around the Bears if from week two to that, you know, to, to the Patriots, to Seattle, to the even just warming up against a bunch of cookie cutters for four weeks at the end of the season. I'm really puzzled on why Deshaun turned it down. Oh, I, I think I, I know why Deshaun turned it down because <laughs> – Game checks. Well, he's just super excited to play in Philadelphia. I just think he's excited to be back. He had the week one huge moment, and he probably just thinks that he would have been back sooner without the surgery. And now, I guess, unfortunately, he's finding out that's not the case. But on one hand, obviously, you wish us on the the surgery. On the other hand, I almost respect the fact he didn't because he really wanted to come back and play. Yeah, I, I I get that, but it's it, you're Clearly not. It was a bad decision. You're not helping yeah. your team either. Yeah. You know, I don't know. We're, we're, obviously we all, this we is also kind of like don't know what advice he was given. Yeah, we don't true. know if they if they wanted him to get it or if they thought he could play through it. It's one of those things that we'll never really have clarity on. What we do know is that if he needed surgery, if he needs surgery, then clearly not getting it immediately was a mistake. There's no yeah. arguing that. However, that happened. Who was to blame? We'll never know. But clearly, if we're talking after week one, this is week six we're heading into. Over a month later now, essentially, in terms of you know games here, that if he didn't, he could have gotten it that long ago, knowing there was something he might need surgery on or should need surgery on. That's an issue. I mean, it's a mistake. Especially, I mean, if he let's say he comes back, he plays three weeks, he looks good, and then he, he re-aggravates it, and then you have to get surgery. Now yes. you're, I mean, you're basically out the rest of the, almost the year at that point. Like maybe you come back for the final few games in the playoffs, but yeah, it's really not good that Deshaun is not. Well, playing. and again, specifically for this guy, what he does, yes. what you know, it's just it's 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 a bad injury. It's a bad again because he is someone who. If he's, you know, I, I don't remember who it was, maybe OBJ. Someone used the, the um, like, a really nice car, like a like a Ferrari or something like that. Jordan like Matthews. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, like, it has Kirk to be, Cousins. like, tuned up. It has to be kept. It has yeah. to be taken care of, and you're, that's your body. And, and if, if Deshaun isn't right, he can't do what makes him valuable, and that's a real issue. Like, Alshon, we saw Alshon in the Super Bowl. 
in the building they're going to be playing in this weekend. Let's not forget that, well, by I the forgot. way. Let's not forget. Yeah. Um, we, you know, with the twin rotator cuff able to make amazing plays and that obviously that catch, unbelievable with that. But that's something that he was able to play through and still be effective. Deshaun, if he's hobbled, even a half of a step is not. It can't be nearly as effective. And then Jeff McLean from the Inquirer had a really good story with uh, talking to Deshaun's personal trainer. And basically, Deshaun's trainer was kind of like, it's a rare injury. You don't see a lot of abdomen injuries yeah. in, the, in the NFL. Uh, it's a difficult injury for a sprinter, which is essentially what he is. So you just, everything you hear, like when, when he first went out against Atlanta, the thing was like, oh, maybe two weeks. And now, like, it's been four and it could be more. And nothing you read is positive. Like, it's right. never like, he's feeling great. He's going to be back. It's like, He's going to try to run this week. Like, so I, it's, it's and, not good. And I have the weirdest feeling in the world that he is basing this on how well the Eagles do. So if they roll out and they beat the Vikings and they – I think he does want to play against Dallas. I think he wants right? to play no matter what. Like, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I think he wants to play no matter what. That's, 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 that's kind of, you know, who doesn't want to see him fall backwards into the end zone one more time? I mean, we all want that. But uh, it, it's, it is definitely concerning. I hope that – you know, that the pain isn't too much to play through because this team really does desperately need him in terms of the passing game, and, and hopefully, you know, they can figure something out in the meantime. And as we are enjoying these Bud Lights, who always, always tell you to drink responsibly, the yes. best way to drink responsibly when you're drinking Bud Lights is liquid death, of course. Yeah, or always. literally anytime because there's nothing more responsible than water. That's it right. Is, you need it to live, John. It's the most powerful combination literally. on the planet. You, you need it to, to live. It. It's Elliot's favorite drink. That's the best drink out there. Um, and the one thing that I love about these guys, too, is like we were talking about it last time. They're, they're fantastic people. They're hard workers, but they're, their absolute message in death to plastic along with murdering your thirst is, is awesome. For every can that gets sold, you know, it's five cents uh, goes back to make sure that they are you know, regulating properly with plastics. And if you don't know this, this is a crazy stat. Plastic is no really no longer recyclable. There's too much of it. It just goes right into the landfill. So every this time why they're not taking my recyclables outside. That's of my right. House. Yep. So it get, also they don't like you. So that's yeah. yeah. There's but but the one thing that is not is aluminum, and that's what's not only is the can cool, not only does it make you look cool. And if you're you know you're tired of drinking and you still want to feel like you're partying and being a part of the scene, and plus with Halloween coming up, I mean I've already made the determination that I'm going to give out liquid deaths at Halloween and just to see what happens <laughs> as I'm giving them to little kids Are and be like dressing up. Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know if I'm dressing up. I'm not really a dresser. I, I'm not a big Halloween guy. Me but either. I like, you know, giving candy and stuff out at the door and being a dad, total dad dad. Yeah, I'm definitely dressing <laughs> Zoe up. I might not <laughs> dress myself up. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, yeah, the, the great thing is if you're unsure about it and you feel comfortable selling your soul, <laughs> you, you can. It's <laughs> a good phrase right there. <laughs> you can go to liquiddeath.com right now. Sell your soul. They will give you a free case. Of, well, it's not free. I mean, it you is your soul. your soul. Your soul is is, yeah. is valuable. I mean, and I'm telling you, it's like kind of valuable, but you know, <laughs> it depends. I guess who it is. Yeah, yeah, and it depends Elliot's, how much you believe uh, in such things. Say, I feel like, I might get like a half a can. <laughs> but even Elliot's soul gets a free case of water. So think about that. And the guys it, are from here too, by yes, the way. They yeah, are oh, actual yeah, like from Philly, Philly sports yes. fans. Like you're supporting your own, which is cool. And uh, and they were fans of the podcast long before. Uh, you know, they came on board. So this was this is yeah, a really cool opportunity. They said they like me less so you, but you know, <laughs> also true. Who, do, yeah. who doesn't? Like, no, yeah, I mean, that's that's always continuous in public. It happened here already. Uh, and once it hooks you, uh, then you can get two dollars off every case that you buy simply by going to liquiddeath.com/slash/gobirds. It's a cool can. It's a 16 ounce can. You're saving the environment. It gets recycled. All 75 percent of aluminum still gets recycled back from the what. Early 1800s? 1889, I believe it was. Crazy. Liquiddeath.com. Go check them out. Um, so, gentlemen, here's the other thing that uh, caught my eye. And today, during uh, media availability, I would love to know. and, and Well, not, not, not uh, love to know, but uh, what made me happy is Jalen Mills hey. is very, very close to getting yes. back. Yes. Uh, uh, he, we can don't play. Need he can play against the Cowboys. Yes. We, you and I need... No explanation on why that is important, but that's the only thing that does worry about me is is making sure that again, if Kirk Cousins is not thrown off his first reads, uh, that's going to be an issue. And Jalen Mills well, at least sucks. So, you know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no any, any 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 quarterback can throw their first read if they're open. So 
Uh, Jalen Mills being back in the fold here is a huge, huge well, for deal. Dallas. He can't play for Minnesota. No, no, no. I'm saying just for the for yeah, not for this week. Here, so I agree with you 100. percent I think Jalen Mills, either him or Rasul Douglas, are the best cornerback. Rasul is. Rasul yeah, is. Rasul is because he's he's played more recently. I mean, I think him and Jalen have played at the same level when they played for the yeah. Eagles. Rasul's better right now. Yeah, right now because Jalen's yeah. hurt. Yeah, I mean, um, like when he steps on the field next week, you got to say Rasul. Rasul. Yes, I yeah. would agree at this point. Okay. Rasul is better. Saying. My, I, I, I don't, I'm excited to have Jalen. Well, but the only reason I I'm agreeing with him is because I think it might take Jalen. Like we're seeing it with Fletcher Cox. I right. mean, when you miss the entire offseason, absolutely, it takes a it's a different time. speed. Yeah. It's a different speed. So I, in that much, context, then yes. As much but, as I think yeah. Jalen, as much as I, I actually think Jalen and Rasul are very similar players in a lot of ways. Rasul's bigger, obviously. Attitude, much better tackler too. Right. But I would be concerned about Jalen being able to come in and instantly make an impact, and you might need him to. It'll be interesting to see, though, we're finally going to start to get their answers, although they're hurt all the time, so maybe we won't. But, like, will Ronald Darby get his job when he comes back? What's going to happen with Rasul Douglas? Where's Jalen Mills going to be? What about Avante Maddox? So uh, I'm just very interested in that dynamic as to who they who they favor in those spots. Well, how can anyone get a job with your boy Craig James holding it down? That's what I want to <laughs> know. a good game last week. Yeah. Okay, game. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think he'll head no to the No one really bench, knows so. what kind of game he had because Luke Falk can't throw a they football. They tried to throw at him, but unfortunately, <laughs> they were just terrible in all aspects of the game. Um, yeah, and, and to me, that's where they can lose this game, James. That's that's the only thing, and that's that's why. And you even mentioned this too here is is it's Fletcher Cox's game. You know, when, it has to be Fletcher Cox's when, game. When Garrett Bradbury, who did not practice today, by the way, which is a big deal. Uh, and then uh, who's the what's Josh that? Klein also not practicing? Uh, I think right. Eflin is that the other the right guard? Pat Pat Eflin stinks. And Josh Klein didn't practice either. No. Uh, Adam Thielen also and NFL poops with illness today. I don't know what was going on there. Didn't practice Orlando today either. Orlando Skandrick as well. Illness. I mean, yeah. he practiced today, right. but he, he's missed a day. Hopefully it's week. not mono. Hopefully no one caught that. You know, I don't know what's going yeah, on. That's true. From <laughs> Darnold was just in the building. But um, that's a, that. That to me is is where the game is won and lost. It doesn't matter. It, it matters what the offense does, but. If they don't get to him, if there's not two or three sacks in this game, then then they will lose. That's so how I feel. They're gonna blow them out unless they get two sacks, and they're gonna lose. What? <laughs> you said that you think they're gonna blow them out, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. So you think they'll get the you think they'll get the sacks? You're right. Yeah. He's just yeah, giving yeah. the other side. Fletcher Cox has to have a sack in this game. Like it's no excuse for him not to. The interior of the Vikings offensive lines we just talked about finishes is what we need. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, because I think the, the tackles on the outside are a little better. It's in tier that they have to take advantage of. We're going to find out how healthy Fletcher Cox is this week. Like, we're going to get our answer. If he doesn't have a good game against this in tier, then we know that we're in for a long season. For what it's worth, him. For what it's worth, Fletcher had a better game in the Jets game than I think people realize. Shoka Badia came on our show, the midday show, and said that, that, that Fletcher actually really was a dominant player in that game. He just didn't end up with any sacks. So... I get the idea that you want him to have a sack. I don't think he has to have a sack. If he is disruptive, if he is making it easier for other people to get sacks and stuff like that, I think that's okay. But I agree with the idea that we need to see a, a game, and whether it's this one or, or soon, where it's where we're reminded why Fletcher Cox is a $20 million a year player, why he's one of the best defensive linemen in football. We all know. We know, like the Carolina game last year, you can think about those examples where Fletcher Cox just takes over a yeah. game. And whether it's through sacks or just pressure or just run something or whatever, just he is he is omnipresent on the field, in the backfield. And I that's the type of game I, I agree. We need to see that. He has to have it. And it, more so of just for them to win the game. This will be a good test just to see where he's at physically. Because yeah. if they're playing this team in the middle of last year, and I'll have to go back and look and see what Fletcher did actually, but like a healthy Fletcher Cox dominates this game. So if he does not, then we'll really know that, okay, this guy is going to take a while to come back. I think it's a, a really good game, honestly. Like I mentioned it already, but like, you know, getting Brandon Graham where he's been so successful in the NASCAR package and, and feeding off of that. And I think, listen, I, I know that the Jets' offensive line wasn't good. You could, Minnesota's is clearly better, but it's not that much better. Not much better at all, and, yeah. And I, football Focus actually has the Jets' line as being better. Wow. Oh, wow. Which is wild. Yeah, they have them 31st in pass protection. Oh, okay. Well, and this, is, this is something that Warren Sharp kept telling us on, last Saturday on the radio show. It's just like, listen, um, you, you faced a lot of the top-tier pass-blocking offensive lines in the league, and now you're going to get a little let-up here. Guys, I think... Deshaun Hall needs to be in this game as much as possible, too, specifically for that reason of Brandon Graham being at that defensive tackle spot in obvious pass rushing downs. 
Uh, I, I think he came through pretty well against the Jets. I think he's deserved more opportunities. Josh Sweat had a really good game, too, for the production that he was at. But Even Benny money, Curry looked good against would you, would the you Jets. Would you make Benny yeah. Curry inactive? Uh, look, I, I thought he had his it. best game against the Jets. I don't know what you can tell from that, but I, he he was like I, I noticed him for the yeah, first time all right. season against the Jets. Every, but you noticed everybody. Look, I, I if <laughs> if, if 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 you're asking me, would I rather see Deshaun Hall get snaps or Vinny Curry get snaps? I'd rather see Deshaun Hall get. Sweat. I think Josh I'd Sweat rather see. I'd, well. I'd rather see all of them get snaps over Vinny Curry. I don't know if you make him inactive just because of the you know the the ability to rotate and lack of depth and all that, but. I think that, for me, he's behind those two guys in terms of rotation. I agree. I agree with you 100%. I would definitely, I would like to see Deshaun Hall get more snaps, Josh Sweat get more snaps. Yeah, it's a big game for the pass rush. I mean, there's just no getting around it. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, we've talked about the running game. Um, the, one, the one person we haven't mentioned in the running game, obviously, is Miles Sanders. And I think he is the the X factor in the passing game as well. We know what we know what we're, we're doing in, in terms of criticizing him in the run, and it's all granted and it's all yes, absolutely worthy because it's just the stutter steps need to stop. He needs to hit the holes a lot better than he has. But in the passing game, I mean, he is really, really good at that, and that's something that I didn't expect coming out of college. Um, you know, I, looking back at the Bears game, obviously it's a different matchup when it's got Tariq Cohen and three guys that can't run a foot with a football uh but but uh yeah that's a shot at you david montgomery fucking pick it up uh I mean, he's leading the league no more no running back averages more yard per catch this season than miles sanders so yeah. they've they figured out how to use him. and you're right his hands have been way better than i expected in the passing game um i think there's there's multiple ways to take especially if uh, again they're more than likely you're going to get linebacker matchups on him and I don't know how many times I got to say it, but you got to put them both on the field. Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders need to both be on this field at the same time. Not the entire game, but like a good amount. If yeah. you want to, if you want to switch something up, they should be there. I think Miles Sanders can get uh, get uh, have a, a lot of great matchup opportunities, especially if Eric Hendricks is out there. It's just he's he's not as good in coverage. Anthony Barr's the same way. Like they're they're good pass rushers. They're great run stuffers. They got great instincts, but. They can't really cover as well. So I, I think this is a big Miles Sanders game as well. And, and I agree. And I think part of the reason they've why you have to lean on Miles Sanders in the running game is just because, and this isn't an anti-Carson Wentz take, but just as James <laughs> mentioned. I like how he has to say yeah, that. Well, yeah, I know. Because people get up in arms. <laughs> but, like, James James mentioned this, and I, th- and I think it's a good point. Like, the windows Carson has to throw into when he throws at Alshon and Ertz are very small. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at, I think, at, at the three years Alshon's been here, the only only year Carson's had over a seventy percent completion percentage was last. Uh, yeah, it was last year. But other than that, he's like in the fifties when he targets Alshon. It's because he doesn't create separation. Miles Sanders is is easier to throw to because Doug's better at scheming him open, and frankly, he's better at getting open. I mean, Alshon does not create separation. So if you're going to have to target Ertz and Alshon a lot, your completion percentage is not going to be high because you're constantly throwing into tight windows. Yeah, and I and I think that that's why, especially like as we've said, without the dynamic aspect to the offense of a deep threat they need to be more creative with guys who have talent and can do things in open space like miles sanders yeah again that wheel route we talked about it a lot like that was undefeated that was awesome it was awesome to see that like call more of those type of plays now miles sanders did have that one play where he alligator armed it just a little bit there (laughs) just a little bit a lot of it but um I, i i agree with you guys that i i think that and to your point john with jordan howard too that this offense that we thought was going to be so deep with playmakers without Deshaun Jackson, the playmakers don't seem as dynamic because they're very similar. Like you said, guys like Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard give them a different aspect and a way to kind of mix and match, too, with different styles back there that I, I just think is is an advantage for them they have to use. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and uh, I, uh, I think it's going to be a, a very interesting game for takes. That's that's what that's I know what for I sure because hear. it is this is this is the tilting borderline here. This is like will they won't they? Uh Fletcher Cox had mentioned that as well. I mean, he is literally saying the next stretch of games here, especially these three on the road, are going to define this locker room and it's gonna define this team. Well the preseason's over. Yeah. yeah. It, it, thank you. Yes. I was, <laughs> I, agree. I was mocking you. Well so, well yeah. too bad. I took it seriously <laughs> and I loved it. It's true though. Look. I think that, you know, right now you can look at it as this is when their their real season begins. They're three and two. These next six games, 
they they should, assuming all things stay the way they are in terms of health for the most part, and they will be favored in their last five games of the season. Dallas at home is really the only tough team that they will face over that stretch. Yep. These next six games against teams with a 22-8 and eight record right now over those six games will define the Eagles' season. And this Minnesota game is one of the more winnable ones, I think, of the six. What do you like, harder, at Minnesota, at Buffalo? I, well, it, here's the thing. Generally, you might say at Minnesota, but in the situation the Eagles are in, with it being the third straight yeah. road game and all that, I think at, at Buffalo is probably a tougher matchup. It is wild to think that there's a good chance in two weeks this Eagles team will be 5-2 and two with win over the yeah. Packers, Vikings, and Cowboys. Like You have a chance to make a really strong statement about who you are. Mm -hmm. When we all of us previewed the season, we thought slower – well, I guess you had them at like 13-3, and three, so you didn't think too slow of a start. But yeah. like a lot of people thought this would be a slower start to the season than you get hot going into the playoffs. If you can go 5-2 and two in your first seven games against this schedule, like Man. then yeah. then you're legitimately talking Super Bowl contenders. Right. On the flip side of that, though, if you lose these games, you know, then you're, you're saying, okay, you beat the Packers, but outside of that, you have yep. losses against the Lions. So It's I, so important. It, it's absolutely going to define the season. Yep. And outside of just that, I mean, they could go 0-3 on this stretch and still make the playoffs. Right. It's possible. But, but we won't believe in them. We won't believe right. in them exactly. because you're going to say, well, we saw you lost to all these teams on the road. Yep. You're going to be on the road in the playoffs. So if the Eagles are serious about making a run at the Super Bowl, you have to win two out of these next three games. And honestly, you have to beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Two things you you uh, mentioned something there, and uh, I got to get something off my chest. Two things that um, I've heard. I this love week. when you get things off your chest. So let's. Uh, first things first. This whole thing, you know, I've heard WIP kind of get get into this mindset too that like Howie Roseman's not that good of a general manager, not that good Crazy. of a drafter. Shut the fuck up. Thank you. <laughs> like, Stop with it. Why are we Why are we turning the, turning the cart when this thing? Like, relax. First of all, thank you. Second thing is, I don't give a hooting hollering sack of shit if Carson Wentz has to go on the road and be in the playoffs. I, I, I don't care. This whole thing about, well, they got to win the, they got to win the, they got to win a, a home field advantage. They got to do all this stuff. Carson Wentz in his career is going to have to go on the road and win playoff games. Period. End of story. If our expectations are lowered and they don't really look like a Super Bowl team, there's been many times in the NFL when you've got to run the table in the playoffs. And guess what? Good and great quarterbacks go and do that. So this whole thing like, oh, they got to win all this stuff. Yeah, let's go see if Carson can. And if he can, man, what a what an even bigger check mark for him in his career moving forward. Who gives a shit about wow. playoffs on the road are unwinnable and like oh, the whole season's over if you if you don't win the division do all this. Shut up. All right, so let it happen first I, of all. I agree with you that if Carson goes on the road and wins in the playoffs, then you're sitting here and you're saying, all right, that is your franchise quarterback, right? Like you right. want him to see those tests. But when Howie took back over in 2016, one of the things he said was, we know to win Super Bowls and to get to Super Bowls, you have to be a top yeah. two seed. So They've done that already. Right. So, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no my, my point I'm making is I disagree with you on, like, you don't want to go on the road in the playoffs. Like, I'm not saying like you it, want to. I'm saying the fact that there's this mindset that once you go on the road in the playoffs, sorry, it's not going to happen, even though this team, and not this quarterback, but this team literally almost did that. Yeah, well, you know, but, and, that, and, and but that's why I think home field advantage with, is so with important. With tons of injuries with everything. If that is a healthy Philadelphia Eagles team, the Saints lose. No, if they, uh, so I think if that game is in Philadelphia, the Eagles win that. Yeah, game. well, probably that too. But I'm saying, like, yeah, both things are true in that regard. I think I think if, if it's an absolute statement, I agree with you. Like, look, it's it, you can still be a, a three, a four, a five, see whatever, a six seed, and and go to and win the Super Bowl, yep. but. You still want that one or two seed. It still is yeah, an advantage. Course, it's still four, four, three, four. You, do not you want home, you want as many home games as you can get. Especially look for an Eagles team that the home field matters. We we've seen it over and They're over really and over good again. At home. They're really good at home, yeah. and there's a great fan base that gets loud at the right time, that knows what to do in the right time, calls them out when they need to. It is it is a home field advantage. So I get what you're saying. I I think they can absolutely win on the road in the playoffs, but. You still want to have that bar high because it does matter. I'll, I'll also say that in like if Carson was in his sixth year and had played in a few playoff games, then yeah, I see your point because they're a veteran team. I don't want Carson going into the playoffs for the first time in his career knowing he has to play three straight road games. Like that is is a very tough. It's a very big uphill battle. He's already had. I mean, like for a guy that's had to deal with all the shit that he's had to deal with, you think going on the road is going to be like? Well, there's the road. No, it's buck. just way harder. Like, no, it's just I, of way course harder. it is. But I'm just saying, like. 
nothing prepares you for the playoffs until you're actually in there. And I get right. that. I respect what what you're saying. It's just like I don't know. I I, I feel like. Uh, People make it a lost cause when you talk about it. I've heard a lot this week. Just want to get up. You don't have to agree. No, it's okay. I, 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 get off I my enjoy chest. it. I love when you get things off. Your uh, chest. Gentlemen, let's try and make some money because it's time for the picks. Hit me. It's time to ring the bell and place some bets. Hey, I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Uh, the picks, of course, brought to you by the Casino at Delaware Park, where you can watch and wager on uh, all the things that we are talking about. Well, not all of them, because we're gonna we're gonna place a Thursday night bet, and that game starts in about an hour. So you can make fun of us if we uh, get this thing wrong. But of course, uh, the uh, the the Delaware Park is a lottery agent of the Delaware Lottery. And James, you got to be twenty one to play, but. You but- don't have to be 21 to watch, John right. Barger. Let's talk about it tonight. The New England Patriots hosting the New York Giants. It seems like every week the Patriots are a high double-digit favorite. This week is no different. 17-point yeah. home favorite. <laughs> Barger, what do you think? I am definitely taking the Patriots. And the over, because it's at 43 and a half. That's what I'm, I'm going to do. I think Bill Belichick wants to put up 50 tonight. That was what I said to the guys coming in. This might not surprise you, but I like Daniel Jones. Um, that being said, I will take the Patriots with points. This is a terrible spot. For I think the Patriots <laughs> route them. Yeah. Like you said, the Patriots are not going to let up. There are They have every reason in the world to want to embarrass the Giants franchise. Yep. I think they will. Even though they're pretty Again, embarrassing themselves. the Giants are playing but. without like Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, Gallman. It's going to be ugly. Patriots' best events in football. I agree. I think they cover... Easily, fellas. It would, okay, just just disclaimer: if we're wrong right now, and for some reason uh, Daniel Jones looks like Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to go jump off a bridge. It's gonna be great. It's okay? okay. gonna be great. All right, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's stick with the NFC. Okay. A, uh, somehow the San Francisco 49ers are four and zero, guys, and they somehow, are because they're really bleeping good. Heading in to take on the Rams, it opened as a Rams a five point favorite. It's gone down to three, just a standard in three LA. point home favorite in LA. Elliot, lead it off this time. So I do think the 49ers are very good. Uh, I think that their defensive line is great. I really like Shanahan, their head coach. I just got questions about Garoppolo. I just don't know if he's ready to go into L.A. and beat a Rams team. So I'm going to take the Rams. Ring that bell, baby. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are for real. Uh, that that front four. Thank you very hey. much. That, uh, I love the Rams head. They, just, they, they do what you say. It's, it's awesome. freaking awesome. That's why you got to come to Westchester and hang out. Uh, because, uh, listen, you can you can have all your questions about Jimmy Garoppolo, and I certainly do too. After champing him for a very long time, Matt Breida, the offensive line, that front four, the linebacking core is fantastic. Richard Sherman being a big fat liar uh, apparently pumps people up. That was I, a weird. I, that was story. so weird. Super weird. I love the 49ers. I loved them at five. If you got in on that, congratulations. I love them at three as well. Oh, ring the bell again. <laughs> I am taking the Rams. Sean McVay is like 10-1 and one with more than a week to prepare for a team. They've had 10 days coming off that Thursday game. I just think the Rams need it more. I just don't see the Niners being 5-0. and oh. Like, I don't see it. I think the I think the Niners are real, too. I don't think it's all fake. I think Kyle Shanahan's super, super, yeah. super legit. I just think the Rams are a better team who need the game more, and I think they win it. What I do love, we get to watch this at 4.05 right after it's the It's a yes. beautiful thing. <laughs> By the way, the game in Minnesota at 12 o'clock. I'm excited for that. Yes. It's 1 o'clock our time. but Yeah, well, that doesn't do anything for yeah. us. No, Elliot. it doesn't, but I'm excited what for What a Manny. jerk, huh? Yeah. Enjoy the Blackberry Brandy. All right, guys. One more before we get to the main event. Why don't we go to Monday night? Okay. As an NFC North showdown that, you know, playoff implications. The Detroit Lions. Heading in to take on the Green Bay Packers. Funny to think that the Eagles beat one of these teams and it's not the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Green Bay Packers, a four-point home favorite. I'll start it off. Fellas, I'm taking the Packers. <laughs> I'm taking the Packers as well. Ring that bell. Wow. Oh. Uh, I love the points. Yeah, no. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think this is a, a weird divisional matchup. Green Bay has been smelling their cheese. For a very long time here, they do um, love cheese. They do love cheese. I uh, this, fans this, of cheese. This is a perfect setup for what Matt Patricia likes to do. 
Um, we we know what's going on with Devontae Adams. He's going to be out this week. It right? looks like he's not going to play. Yeah, uh, yeah he said he, I think he said today he's not. Yeah, whatever. that is um, that that gives me hope for Detroit's defense, and I think this is going to be uh, a really boring Detroit win. A really All boring right. slow oh, Detroit. Are you picking him outright? Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I like that. Look at that. John Barcher on bell, the baby. Matt Patricia <laughs> yeah. bandwagon. All right, uh, guys, let's do it. It opened at Vikings minus three. It has stayed. It has not moved in a, a muscle. The Eagles, a three-point road dog. Uh, I mean, I, I'll say it. I've already alluded to it. I think the Eagles win the game, so I think they win it outright. I would bet on them. I feel really good about it. I think that they match up. Obviously, as we talked about, it's a tough matchup on both sides. I think the Eagles are just slightly better. I think Carson Wentz is the better quarterback, Doug Peterson the better head coach, and I think Jim Schwartz brings it again, and I think he confuses Kirk Cousins. I think the Eagles win in Minnesota. I'm going to take the birds. What, can I score? Sure. I was Since I was so deadly accurate last right, year, I exactly. said 35-3. to three. It was 31-6. to six. Not bad. During the game, I said to Barchard, I feel really good about the 35. I'm just worried the Jets are going to get to three. It's true. Obviously, uh, you know, <laughs> we're close enough. I think the Eagles win this game. I think it's a close one. I'm going to say Eagles 27-24. to 24. I, um, I don't think it's going to be a close game. I've already alluded to that. The fact that the tape tells me and now that the, the Vegas line tells me is that motherfucker hasn't moved once is because they don't know what's going to happen, but I know what's going to happen. Tell Jim them. Schwartz is going to be incredibly, incredibly aggressive. I think you're going to see Blitz Shorts comes out because that's going to confuse Kirk Cousins the most. He's going to be scrambling for his life. He's going to throw it right into the beautiful hands of uh, Nigel Bradham, who's actually going to catch it. There will be defensive touchdowns in this. 31-17, the Eagles kick some ass and come on home. So this has been the toughest game of the season for me to pick. But I know two things. I don't trust Eagles pass rush yet, and the <laughs> offense has struggled the last oh, two weeks. Man. So I'm going Vikings 24, Eagles 20. Boo! Oh, Debbie Downer over here. Anyway, boo! Yes! This is the second week in Thank a row you. I've been booed at the bar. It's, hey. it's pretty easy to do. The it's shoe fits. Last week was about Spice Girls, though. This <laughs> was, yeah. I feel like that should tell you something. Yeah. It should, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we'll leave you here. We appreciate everyone tuning in live at Rams Head in Westchester. And for those on the podcast, if you haven't been here already, please do. Yeah, it's Thank awesome. you again to Bud Light because the uh, Platinums were delicious tonight. Thank you to our good friends over at LiquidDeath, LiquidDeath.com slash GoBirds to get you $2 off that case. And boy, oh boy, am I excited for Sunday. You can check us out. We're going to be at Mayfair at the corner of Frankfurt and Common yeah, starting at 10 a.m. We'll be doing gambling stuff. We'll be hanging out with Sean Landetta. Get pumped up for that. The Sean Landetta. The Sean Landetta. So for Elliot Shore. punting. It's going to be good. <laughs> for Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer, I'm John Barcher. This has been Gobers number 121 right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. We'll see you guys. Go Birds, 38 to 7.